Hi, welcome to the fourth episode. At the end of this episode, you will have learned what are the nine self-limiting beliefs. Hi, I'm Peter and my intention is to help everybody who wants to learn to sell, to sell. Now, you may wonder, what do self-limiting beliefs have to do with selling? For me, it's more about being than about doing. If you look at the highest level, the level of behavior, what actually everybody is seeing. If you look at an iceberg, it's actually the top above the water, the surface. So the level of behavior. It's quite hard to change a certain habit or behavior. Now, under the water, which is actually the biggest part, is actually the part where the beliefs are, the belief systems are. Now, what is a belief? A belief is everything you think is true. Where do these belief systems come from? They actually come from your parents, your friends, school. These belief systems are actually going to determine your mental state, your mindset. And your mindset is your inner world. And your inner world is actually going to drive your behavior. And it's really difficult to change your behavior. So there are two things you can do. You can change your behavior or you can change your belief systems. They say, show me the child and I will show you the man. Up to the age of eight, a child, everything that he or she is learning is and will become a belief. After the age of eight, this belief system is actually fixed and he will play the same patterns all over and over and over again for the rest of his life. Unless, of course, he or she is going to change these belief systems. Everybody has uh, negative or limiting belief systems. I also have them. I'm going to explain nine of these limiting belief systems. Of course, there are a lot. And I challenge you to take a piece of paper and to write down some beliefs that you think are negative. The first one is, I am not good enough. So everything you say after I am is actually something you believe is true. I'm not good at painting. I'm not good at drawing. I'm not good at swimming. I'm not good at driving a car. I'm not good at selling. I'm not good at speaking in public. I'm not good at meeting new people. I'm not good at having a conversation with a C-level or executive. I'm not good at the phone. I'm not good at asking. I'm not good at closing. I'm not good at listening. I'm not good at talking. The second one is about money. Money is dirty. A lot of people think that money is dirty. Why is that so important for sellers? Everybody has a thermostat of what is a lot of money for you. For a billionaire, for instance, 100,000 euros is not a lot of money. So it really depends what you want to believe. This is really important because when you're selling something which has a high price and you believe it is expensive, this means actually that the price that they are paying, that the value that they will receive will be or the same or even lower. And your buyer will feel that. Whereas when you say, okay, the product, the price is 10,000 euros, but the value that they will perceive because they're going to make more turnover or something else is going to be like 100,000 euros. That's much more than the price they have paid to you. The third one, other people's opinions are defining your belief system and it's really important to, to, to check out for yourself what you really believe about yourself is coming from somebody else for instance 
somebody told me a couple of times when I was 18, you cannot sing. You sing out of tune. And I believed that for more than 20 years. When I turned 40, there was something in me that said, learn to sing. So I contacted somebody to learn to sing. So I did. I'm not saying I'm the best singer, but the first thing that she said was, everybody can learn to sing and everybody can learn to sing in tune. So that immediately changed my belief system. And by actually doing it, I could really hear that I could sing and I could sing in tune. And it's just a skill that you are learning. The fifth one, fear to fail. It's a very big one. A lot of people, they have big dreams, but they are afraid to start and especially to fail. My big dream is starting a business. And why don't you do it? Yeah, I don't have the money and I'm afraid to fail, that people will not come. Take this, making videos. Six months ago, I didn't know anything about making videos. I didn't know anything about editing videos. I didn't know anything about lightning, etc., etc., etc. Then I said, let's do it. And I accept for myself that I'm learning. That's a learning curve. So this means that... It's okay for me that the first videos are not perfect. And so for every video, I said to myself, I'm going to learn a little, a little bit, a little piece that I pick up. Something about lighting, something about filters, audio, whatever. So actually, what I did is I replaced failing by learning. So I can't fail anymore. I'm just learning and it's okay. And I'm not comparing myself to anybody because for me, it's not a competition. The only competition I have is with myself within five or 10 years. The sixth one, scarcity. A lot of people think there is not enough for me. But if you look into nature, there is a lot. There's actually abundance. I don't even know how many planets there are, nor do I know how many galaxies there are. The seventh one, amateur versus professional. A lot of people think a professional is somebody who's good at something and he's being paid for. And he's making a living of it. An amateur is somebody who is doing it for a hobby and they're not being paid for. The book of Ken Robinson, The Element, is really saying that an amateur is somebody who has a very high competence level, but he chooses that he or she doesn't want to live from it. Whereas, of course, a professional is somebody who is also great at it and uh, he makes money for it to make a living. If I look at myself, I'm also a musician. I studied and I still study almost every day, learning music for more than 30 years. But there was a time, like 15 years ago, that was I really had fear playing with really professional musicians. And then I found out that the notes they were playing were actually the same that I was playing. And that this was really a belief in my head. They were also nice people. Yes, they, some of them studied, and some of them didn't have any schooling. They just learned it by themselves. They did not have this limiting belief. They were like, I'm doing it anyway. And I'm going to make a living of it. The eighth limiting belief, linear. A lot of people think that the world is linear. So everything they do is linear. What is linear? It's like adding every year 10%. So it's a straight line. Nothing in nature is linear. It's all exponential. If you're standing on the top of a mountain, of a glacier, so there's lots of ice, and the ice is melting, you will be faster falling than you will think. 
So everything is actually exponential. If you look at, for instance, the numbers of Netflix in the first years, there was like very flat and at a certain tipping point, it skyrocketed. The last one, very important. Everything needs to be perfect. Perfection actually is for me the same as I'm not good enough. You think by achieving some kind of level of perfection that people will say, oh, this is great, you're great. But the thing is, the striving for that perfection makes you that you are not going to finalize the thing you are working on. For instance, this video, I recorded the first episode three times because the two first times were blurry. And I accepted for myself that the first episodes are going to be okay and at a certain point of time I have to release them and move on because I'm learning all the time. The more I do it, the better I become. And the price I pay is the journey, of course, is the first episodes which are okay. But maybe when I look back, for instance, in three years' time, I will think, oh my God, what was that? So I don't strive anymore for perfection. So as a bonus, I want to give three extra limiting beliefs that I see, that I saw at myself in the past, but also with other sellers. The first one, my market is too small. It's a little bit the same as abundance. If you think there is not enough market for you, of course, there will not be enough market for you and you will not, your mind will not focus on a lot of prospects and you will actually have a hard time finding new prospects. The second one, my competitor is better. He has more advantages. His product is technologically better. Again, it's a belief system because every buyer has his own vision and perception on your product or service. If you combine it with abundance that there is enough market for you, then there is enough market for everybody. Everybody can get a fair share of the pie or of the cake. The third self-limiting belief, which I see a lot, is that ah, I don't feel mature or I don't have enough expertise or I don't know what to say when I meet a C-level executive. So a CEO or a captain of industry or a managing director or whatever. A lot of people or a lot of sellers think that these people are golden and they are afraid. And these C-level people, they feel that you don't feel confident and that you're going to act and play as a seller. So what, they did, what do they do? They're jumping into the role of a C-level. But if you really choose to say, hey, it's a human being just like me, and there was also a time like 20 years ago that that C-level was just somebody who's also a salesperson or an operational person, and my mindset is to really give value to that person, then the other person non-verbally will feel that, and he will respect you for that. And actually, you will have a very nice conversation because it's actually two human beings who are talking. I want to thank you for your attention. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you, your comments, opinions about it. Also, challenge yourself with your own beliefs and negative beliefs which are holding you back. And by the way, um, for the people who are wondering, yeah, yeah, it's okay, all these beliefs, but how can I change them? That is something for the next episodes. Oh, by the way, when I was talking about amateur versus professional, I mentioned Sir Ken Robinson and his book, The Element. Below, you can find a link to his TED Talk about schools education and creativity. I really recommend that you watch this uh, TED Talk. 
because there you're going to learn what a great example is of storytelling, which is actually the explanation of the millions of viewers who have already watched this TED Talk. I'm going to dedicate a special episode on storytelling, so enjoy. If you like this, please click the like button or even better, the subscription button. See you next time and have a nice day. Bye.